2: Welcome to the Sixer Sense Podcast, hosted by co-site experts,
0: Lucas Johnson and Christopher Klein. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of our podcast. I'm Lucas, i got Chris and Uri here. We are recording Sunday night after the Sixers beat the Bulls, but we're not only going to talk about that game as well as the Dallas Mavericks game, and of course Ben Simmons, because why not? It's the trade deadline coming up. But before we get into any of that, guys, how are we doing this weekend? Doing well. How about y'all? Feeling good. Feeling good. That's good. That's good. Uh my my parents came and visited. Um well, you we I think we kind of talked. Did we talk about that before the podcast or during the podcast Are last? Are we playing time? Uno again? No, no, they're gone now. They're gone. They they left this afternoon, but you know, it was a good time. It was a good time. We had a good time. They had a great time with their granddaughter and that's the important part. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. But let's go ahead and we're before we get into the uh I guess before we we're gonna start off with the Bulls
3: game because that happened today. Chris, you want to go ahead and jump into that? Yeah, let's do it. Um, the final score, of course, was one nineteen to one hundred eight in Philadelphia's favor. Joel is ten and zero in his career against the Bulls now. Um, Forty points, ten rebounds, three assists in this game for Embiid. A really strong Tobias Harris game, twenty three and eight with five assists. Um, but for for you, Lucas. Let's just start with the starters. Um, what stood out for you in this game? So
0: I could talk about Tobias Harris and Joel Embiid. I'll let you do that. But my two main takeaways is this. One, Danny Green cannot guard DeMar DeRozan. He got th- th- three really bad fouls caught on him guarding DeRozan. It was just not a pretty sight for me personally. And then the other thing is that, that I took away from this is that in terms of, sh- you know, shot, who gets how many shots per game, Tell me, Chris, why does Tyrese Maxey only have nine shots where both, you know, Seth and Tobias had 15 shots. He Joel had 23. That's normal. But Maxey, I think we both agree, should be the number two option. And he, I mean, he had 16 points on six to nine shooting three of four from downtown. And I'll say this, two things. One, I think Maxey's probably a top three threat from downtown at this point in, uh, on the Sixers roster. I mean maybe not in sure volume but it's certainly in percentage I think he's he does he have the highest percentage URI I think we talked about that in your clubhouse he has the who's highest percentage uh Tyrese Maxey he he's
2: up there he's behind um Tyler Johnson who's that doesn't year. count yeah right of course and he's right behind Seth Curry by like half a percentage
0: point yeah yeah he he's lethal from downtown not only can he you know spot up and shoot but he's equally as lethal coming off the dribble as well and creating his own three-point shot. And I think that's just another, you know, aspect of his development. Six assists, 16 points, three steals. I think one thing that we kind of miss here, Chris, is his development as a defender. He's he's a plus defender now. He's a an he's above-average defender. And, you know, on his way to becoming a very good defender if he keeps up this
3: rate. I, I agree. I think part of it with Maxi is, like, Doc doesn't always use him to the best of his abilities. I mean, there's always going to be variants game to game. Like, Tobias is really good tonight. This is one of Tobias's... Tobias has been pretty solid of late. Like, we're getting more of last season's Tobias than this season's Tobias. Um, Which is a good sign. So, like, sometimes Tobias is just going to have a really good run like he did in that second half. And you kind of just have to let him have that run because he's still a good player when he's rolling. But I agree. Maxi should have more than nine shot attempts. Generally speaking, he was really good tonight, and you know, on the shot attempts he did have, mm-hmm. um, Seth is is still getting back into a rhythm. Yet, you know, forty percent of his threes. I'm I'm really not worried about him. Um, and yeah, I mean, look, anytime you're missing Thibault, it's going to be a bit of a challenge defending the the really good perimeter creators. Demar had forty five in this game. DeMar's in a lot of people's MVP race right now. He's he's been off the charts all season. Um, like it's not just Danny Furcon couldn't really guard him. George Furcon can't
0: Fur, him. Furcon can't guard a, a
3: cone. Okay, a traffic yeah. cone. So that's not really saying much. Tobias probably did the best job of anyone. Um, but like I mean, DeRozan's really good, and we're gonna talk about Luca in a second. Sometimes the really good players just like torture you, but. When you're down five ball you're just gonna give up a lot of points to whoever the best perimeter creator is on the other team. That's just generally like what we've come to expect. Um But you know, it it I is I kinda was
0: hoping for more Charlie Brown junior minutes. To be honest. Yeah,
3: you know, nine seconds. I Doc. He checked in, got a foul right away, and then Doc took him back out. Maybe deserved a longer leash. Um you know, that's something yeah. to bring up with Doc, but <laughs> um, yeah for yeah, sure. this was a really good win they're only like a game half a game behind chicago for first place now right or it's
0: something like that hang on i can check real quick they're
3: right they're right up there so yeah they're a game they're a game behind chicago a game and a half behind miami for first place mm-hmm. um so this was an important win. These are two teams that are going to be battling it out in the standings, it would seem, for the foreseeable future. So, and Philly is now, I believe, 3-0 in the season, right, against Chicago? So yes, they, they are. Yeah. They have the tiebreaker, which is important. Um, so this is a big win. For sure, for sure. So, Lucas, what, what stood out to you from the bench in this game?
0: I mean, we could talk about George's Niang nine points on two of four shooting from deep. Drummond had a good game overall, you know, uh, defensively, Uh, just, well, just a good game. I mean, not scoring wise. He only had two points, but eight rebounds, three assists, one block, no turnovers. Um, Korkmaz didn't look great, but he had nine points, you know, not great shooting overall. Kind of wish, like I said, I wish we would have seen more Isaiah Joe, and I wish we would have seen more Charlie Brown Jr. I think both of them, those guys could have made a bigger contribution, but... You know, it is what it is. I, I was hoping that we were starting to turn a leaf on Joe and starting to actually get some consistent minutes from him because he was playing well as of late. I think Charlie Brown Jr. definitely has potential to grow, so I wouldn't have mind seeing him more as well. Um, but yeah, I mean the I mean the bench. You know, you're obviously missing Shake Milton. He's he's a big part of that. Don't he? Um, and I'll say this before that. I know we we're talking about the. Uh, the Bulls game right now, but before the Mavericks game, Doc Rivers uh, had said that there's no timetable for M- M- Milton's return and he hasn't done any basketball activity. So that's kind of concerning.
3: I, I agree with all the points you made. I think we're probably going to be having the Corkmaz versus Joe debate all season is what it seems like. Um, mm-hmm. This is sort of a weird Yang game because he just got mixed up in a bunch of different plays, you know, with, we saw him like drawing with Vucevic and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I, I generally appreciate the energy he brings to the team. Um, yes. it's quite fun to watch. Um, but yeah, not a ton of notable stuff from the bench outside of Niang tonight. Um, really, only they only went like eight deep, except for the five minutes that Joe played and the nine seconds again that Charlie Brown played. So mm-hmm. um, obviously, that yeah, you you're missing Table. You normally go nine or ten deep, but. Yeah, this was a game of, you know, basically Joel and DeRozan trading baskets. That was really what it came down to. (laughs) Um, But a really good win.
0: Yeah, uh, definitely a battle of MVP candidates. And while DeRozan might have had the better overall scoring numbers, um, clearly Joel came away with the win here. Um, One little nitpick, and this is just me being, you know, nitpicky. DeRozan's listed as a small forward for the Bulls, but you know he's the starting guard in the All-Star game. NBA, get it right. That's all I'm asking. Get it right. Oh. It. Yeah, I told you I was going to be nitpicky. No, I'm, like, I'm, do- I'm doing it. But it does. It does. If you're voting front court players versus back court players, it does matter.
3: He is a front court player for the Bulls. Therefore, he should be a front court player for the All-Star game. He's a front court player for the Bulls who probably like leads them in assists. You know what you mean? Like it doesn't really matter. I I I think it does. You're right. What do you think, man? You want the best players in the game. He he was going to be in the game regardless.
0: He was going to be in the game regardless, Chris. You talking about he just wasn't going to be? Yeah.
2: Should he be starting?
0: Well, no. Okay, my issue is he's the small forward for the Bulls. But they're listing him as a guard in the All Star game so he can start because he's not going to get voted above Joel Embiid, Giannis, and Kevin Durant.
3: He's a wing, the like small forward, shooting guard. None of that really matters anymore. But, but it it's, does matter in the All Star. Well, I, he's, he's
2: I think he should start. I think, uh, I think he's it's like with it.
3: All NBA. Either Joelle or Jokic is going to be the second team All NBA because he can only have one center, which is stupid. They change it. We're past that. He has the
2: skills. He has the skills of a two guard. So why not just put him in?
3: Yeah. I, uh, he has seven assists tonight. Like I, can, I'm, can I'm arguing semantics.
0: Right? Let me, let me have this, guys. Let me argue the semantics here. I'll move on to another subject just so that we don't get stuck on this forever. And of course, for most of you guys staying up late, the game started at ten, and then there was pretty much a twenty to thirty minute delay because somebody bent the rim backwards. I think it was Dwight Powell, right? Not backwards, like made it a lopsided so they had to replace the rim. and then there was an issue about the rim being too tall or too short. Don't exactly remember chris what what are a few players from this game that you you know you really were into besides Luca? but you can go ahead and talk about Luca first.
3: Yeah, I mean, look. Dallas is a pretty good team. Uh, this is like one of those games where I'm just not panicking. They happen. You can't win everything. Um, you're on the road. First game of a road trip. And Luca is a really freaking awesome player. So sometimes he's going to go off. He had 33, 13 rebounds and 15 assists. Like, you know, it happens sometimes when you face the really great players. So not a game where I'm really panicking, you know, from the Sixers side. This was one of the more like vanilla joel games and he still had 27 13 and 4 with two steals and three blocks so again it's just like even the quote-unquote off nights from a beat at this point are just really really good nights in general um you know tobias had 13 on eight shots not not the loudest game but he's again been pretty efficient of late maxi had 18 on 12 shots six assists he's been playing really well lately um, you know, going back to the last game That we talked about with Chicago Maxi was number two on the team In shadow Tims in this game Which is what you would like to see more often um, But yeah, how about you? Who stood out?
0: I mean, you could talk about uh, Luka Doncic I'm going to talk about a different map Actually, two different maps I'm going to talk about Boba Marjanovic And Trey Burke Because I miss them both And I wish they were on this team that's about it. They both had two points each in limited minutes. Trey Burke would definitely be an upgrade. Whoa, on the bench. wait a minute.
3: What? Trey Burke would not uh, be playing for the did Sixers.
0: You say right now. Trey Burke and Boba. Boba, yeah, he's on the Mavericks. And you want to talk about them? I'm, I'm, well, I mean, I'm a homer. What can I say? I oh, miss okay. Them. All right. I forgive you. All right. Okay. <laughs> anyway, that being said, going to the Sixers now, of course, you know, pedestrian Joel game. They have a lot of centers that they and a lot of big guys that they could throw at Joel. I mean, they threw what three of them tonight, and they didn't even have Porzingis. You know, Dwight Powell's an underrated defensive guy. Marjanovic can, you know, bother Joel with the size, and Chris is super athletic. Um,
3: I mean, Bobon played two minutes.
0: Yeah, I mean, it is Gerard what it like is.
3: Hit a step back in his face and he checked yeah. out. It was, yeah, a
0: good, like, challenge. About interior wise, if if it had happened anyway, I mean, Joel knows better, but um, for the Sixers' end, I mean, yet again, good maxi game, he had you know 18 points, six assists. I think six assists would be the normal for Maxi moving forward. It seems like that's kind of where he's gonna like his average will average out, you know, moving forward. You might have a couple games where he has higher, lower, but I feel like six is becoming the new normal for him. Uh, Thibel was kind of injured uh, towards the end of that game. Um, but he, you know, you can only do so much against Luka Doncic, and Luka's clearly back in shape now versus the beginning of the season when he had that baby fat. Uh, great Niang game. Um, but I mean, tell me why Buzz Harris only had 13 points in 33 minutes on eight attempts. That's that's bothersome for me personally. Um, it just it seemed like that stoppage and play really threw the Sixers off. So I, I know personally. why he didn't score as
2: as many points, Lucas. It's because he had too many goldfish before the game.
0: Him and Booby, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Get
0: it? Love it. Yeah. Yes, oh, okay. yes. I've
2: been planning it all day. Chris didn't even I, laugh. Yeah. Screw you. Chris.
0: I I yeah. I... <laughs>
2: <laughs> that make me laugh. At least okay. fake anyway. laugh Chris, come on.
0: Man.
3: I I chuckled.
0: But did you get did you it? St- what? He didn't get it. He didn't You're get right, it. he didn't
2: get All it. Right. Well,
3: I, I get it. Bobon, <laughs> yes. maybe Bobon
2: he didn't want to outshine his, his old best buddy Bobon. I mean, he still did, but I think know. he should have t- I think he should have taken his anger out on Luca, because of all the, you know, the bond that they're creating. I was about
0: to say, Luca's trying to steal his best friend. That's what's happening. Hello, hello, Tobias, if you're listening, stealing your best friend, bro. What are you going to do about it? But yeah, like you said, it just seemed like a weird. It was a weird performance for the Sixers. It was late game. They don't do late games normally. And I think just the stoppage. The second half
3: happened at like one a.m. So yeah, you know. I give them a pass
0: (laughs) yeah I'm not like I'm not worried about this loss I mean the Mavericks have been going on a tear kind of as of late too like they've been looking really good so I'm not worried about it it is what it is
2: today's game against Chicago I thought the Sixers were gonna just stink it up because they don't usually play well in the afternoon games but it seems like they did pretty good
0: yeah I think I think they did okay um I just – you know, it's clear that the Sixers are still without – I mean, my, take Ben Simmons out of the situation. This team still isn't healthy. You got Matisse still in, dealing with injury, and you got Shake Milton who – like, I, I might be pessimistic here, but, like, if he – he's still not running. Like, he, all he's doing is running, no basketball activities. And, like, I remember when the injury first happened, Doc joked saying that he could outrun Shake. Back injuries are not something that should be taken lightly. Like he could be lost for most of the season, possibly all of it. Like I'm maybe I'm being a little pessimistic here, but like I yeah, wouldn't no. be surprised to not see him again this month and possibly most of next month. Shake Shake Milton has been spotted
2: before games loosening up and shooting. So it's not like he's in his on a bed in a hospital somewhere.
0: Well, no, 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 I'm not saying that. I'm just saying they have no timeline. Usually, I mean, even Draymond Green has a timeline with his back issues. So it's just, it's concerning to me. That's all, especially because this is not the ideal situation you want to be heading towards the end of the season with. You want to have some continuity with your with your backup point guard with the second unit.
3: Yeah, so we're going to talk about the Minnesota Timberwolves again. <laughs> uh, a new report. No, yeah, we're going to talk about James Harden. Um, let's go to James first. Sid said, quote, <laughs> um, The Philadelphia 76ers are expected to pursue Brooklyn's James Harden ahead of NBA trade deadline on Thursday, and the Nets are now open to discussing a deal. Um, a day later, is going to play the clip for us, Woj. Um shed some more light on the topic
0: james harden has told durant he has told nets management that he wants to be there and they are taking his word for that and listen trade deadline is thursday kevin durant is not telling the owner joe Tsai, the general manager sean marks what he thinks they should do at the trade deadline he's letting them handle that but he believes this when he comes back from this injury this knee injury probably sometime after all-star break in february he wants a group there that is as committed as him to to winning those titles listen he wants to i think he wants absolutely wants to continue with james Harden, stay the course with him uh and listen i think there, there's still a real good chance that's the case when we get past thursday uh in the nba with that 3 p.m trade deadline
3: yeah, yeah. So do we side with Shams or Wosh? Um I'll let you answer that first, but I will say I'm not entirely sure that these two reports are like conflicting with one another. Mm-hmm. But I'll let you I'll let you answer first.
0: Yeah, I tend to agree with you. I don't think they're conflicting and I know you know what? I hate you know, I don't like I know using him as a source sometimes people dismiss him, but you know what? Kendrick Perkins is plugged in to NBA players today. And he was teammates with James Harden. And Perkins has been right about a couple different things recently, too. Ben not wanting to report to camp being one of the more recent ones and connected to the Sixers. So I'll say this. If Perkins said, and he said this on all the smoke, that he believes Harden will leave this offseason, I'm going to take Perkins' word for it. And Shams' report backs that up. But Perkins also said in his quote on all the smoke, that uh, you know he believes that he's Harden is telling Nets management what they want to hear right now, and that that does line up with what Wojnarowski saying too. So I don't think they're conflicting. I think both can be true, and I I do think Harden wants out. I mean, and I I, I do think that the Kyrie situation has gotten to Harden to a sense. I mean, we hear him all the time saying. I'm going to give him the shot if nothing, you know, we need Kyrie full time. You know, I'm, I'll give him the shot if I need to myself. Those type of lines. That doesn't sound like a teammate that's completely happy with the situation. So I think both can be true. I think he is probably telling the Nets management what they want to hear. And I believe that KD believes that's what he wants. But I also believe that Harden might might be looking to greener pastures in Philadelphia.
3: Yeah. So... Obviously there's a reason for all this James Harden noise. Like it's not just coming out of nowhere. Clearly there's some level of concern in the organization and Harden's camp and clearly there's a chance that Philadelphia will trade for James Harden by the deadline. Um, I I I I'm 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 really trying not to get my hopes up, but I, I do agree. Like clearly KD probably wants James Harden there. And we have heard that Harden, you know, is telling ownership that he's committed to being there, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But that Shams report went pretty in depth on all the potential like reasons for Harden being a bit discontent. It didn't it doesn't even seem like Kyrie is the main thing. It seems like he's just generally not very happy with Brooklyn and how the team's playing right now. So. Yeah, I, I, I really don't think these reports are conflicting. I think there are a lot of factors at play here. I, I don't think it's like a done deal, you know. I, I don't think
2: no, I don't Harden think somebody... is a
3: sixter already, so to speak. But yeah. clearly, there is a reason for all this noise. Um, it, it's very possible. But looking at it from the other side, Lucas, like, like put yourself in the shoes of Sean Marks, who's the GM of the Brooklyn Nets. Why? Why would you trade James Harden right now? What would be the justification for that?
0: Well, I think if you look at it like this, if I'm Sean Marks, I, you know, you could trade for Ben season Ben Simmons either, either this season or during the off season. But I think the difference is right now, you could get more out of Philly right now versus during the off because let's just say, for example, let's say the Nets flame out one way or another during the playoffs. James Harden's not happy. He wants to go. Um, the Sixers are less incentivized to give, you know, to make a deal during the offseason because he could walk for nothing. Granted, the Sixers would have to do a lot of, you know, acrobatic stuff to, you know, get him there. Or, you know, Harden could go to another team. But the Sixers basically – it's kind of like – how good do I do this? I mean, I know that Jimmy Butler is not a great example sign-and-trade here, but – and it wouldn't be a sign-and-trade. They, Harden wouldn't have the opt-in, but – Basically, the gist is this, Chris, is that you could, because the Sixers are making a playoff push now, they'd be willing to part with more than what they would during an offseason because Harden could leave either way. They would be willing to part more with what they have now because they're trying to, you know, make a playoff push versus offseason. They can kind of reset and retool either with or without James Harden. So. And I think there'll be more options for the Sixers to trade Ben Simmons during the offseason as well. You know, Brad is always an option. Now we're hearing rumblings about Donovan Mitchell possibly being an option. I don't think that's likely, but, you know, anything's possible. Um, So, yeah, I think the incentive is you can get more for your buck now for Harden, especially if there is legit concern that he would walk. And you get a, you know, guy under contract for four years, younger guy, who's still an all-star level player. Plus you'll probably get either another good young player in Matisse Thybul and slash or draft picks that you can kind of slightly replenish your stock. You're not going to get the same amount of draft picks that you gave up for Harden, but you'll get maybe a cup, one or two back, you know, probably two and you could get Thybul as well versus the offseason. They really only have to give you Danny Green and Ben to make the money work, to be honest. And if I'm Philly, if they make me wait until the offseason, that's all I'm willing to give up.
3: Yeah, so, I mean, I think for Brooklyn, what it comes down to is, like, does James Harden want to be there? If he doesn't want to be there, and you don't think he's committed, at, you know, going back to that quote about Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant wants a group of players as committed as he is the winning attack. If they don't think that's going to be Harden in Brooklyn, then they should probably look to trade him. It has not been the greatest season by Harden's traditional standards. Um, if you're looking at just judging from kind of the tenor of these reports, it seems like the Nets like Ben Simmons, you know. Um, the fit does make like sense. They, they would value him, you know, talking about Brooklyn wanting a more, quote-unquote, free-flowing offensive player next to Katie and Kyrie, who are not exactly free-flowing offensive players. But Ben Simmons is not, you know, a ball hawk. We know that. Um, You know, going back to the James Harden side of things, you know, the report is that he is kind of upset that he's playing the same role he did in Houston where he has to do all this work and shoulder this heavy load because guys are hurt. You know, if that's the case, again, Ben Simmons isn't playing that style of basketball. So it makes a lot of sense. You know, Harden can go to Philly where Embiid can still be like the guy and share that load with him. For Mm -hmm. Brooklyn, you get a guy who... Fixes one of your big issues, which is perimeter defense and just more versatility in general. And a guy who is just going to set up Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant as well as anyone in the league. Like Ben makes a lot of sense there as the number three guy. Um, you can probably get Danny Green, Seth Curry, some other good players who would, you know, bolster a pretty weak second unit. So, would you give
0: up any of the young core players for, in this case, Chris?
3: Yeah, I mean, if it push comes to shove, I'd give up pretty much anyone. But even Tyrese Maxey? I, it, you know, it, it's tough. But it, but like it's James Harden, it's top 10-15 NBA mm-hmm. player. Yeah,
0: see now that's where I, and I will say this: it's been I reported by by multiple sources that the Sixers are not including Maxi in these talks. Yeah, yeah. that's like
3: the right approach,
0: but. <laughs> I, I, I give up. I give up. Fiveable, but I would not give up Maxi. I'd give up so, fiveable
3: and picks before so I giving up. So, Chris, him.
2: you're okay with James Harden making fifty million dollars for I don't know two or three seasons consecutively when he's on a decline? When you have Maxi, who's only twenty-one, who could not be better than Harden, but let's say he be could be a Darius Garland. Darius Garland.
3: You don't want to give up Maxi, but you're trying to win a championship with him Embiid in his prime. You're gonna that Harden contract is going to be scary regardless if it's in Brooklyn or Philly, but you pay him because he's still James Harden and James Harden and Joel Embiid can win a championship. And if you win one championship, the rest of that contract doesn't really matter.
0: Well, hold up now. That doesn't always, that's not always true. Cause look at Kevin Love.
3: Yeah. So this season, that contract was considered the one of the worst. Well, that contract was, Signed after It's not the same thing.
0: And if you trade for James Harden this season and they win a championship this season, James Harden will be tr- signing that extension this offseason. It is the legit same thing. The only difference is LeBron Joel's and Beats not leaving like LeBron James did.
3: Yeah, look, there is risk involved again with everything. Everything could. Uh, uh, I, 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 could
0: I would move. not. I, I, I have Maxi off the board. Uh, the only type of players, the only player that's been mentioned in possible rumors. And this is fringe now. I go back to Donovan Mitchell. That'd be the only player I consider Maxine a deal with. But, like,
3: otherwise, Chris, I think he's off the table. Yeah, I, like guys, that. Maxie rocks. Obviously, you don't want to give him up. And I would do everything I could not to give him up. But, end of the day, you are trading for James Harden. It's not like Harden and Beat are going to leave a whole lot of airspace for Tyrese Maxine in the offense mm-hmm. short term. And, and, like, at the it's... You have to give up stuff to get stuff. Again, Harden is way better than Ben Simmons. Like, that's a significant upgrade. Age, everything taken into but account. Don't,
2: but, Chris, don't you think, and correct me if I'm wrong, like the Sixers have more – now that now that time has passed and you have these this, like players on these teams that are losing, whether it's Harden and Brooklyn, lost eight in a row, Washington completely stinks, Sacramento stinks, Atlanta's kind of middle of the road. You got Ben Simmons, big question mark, but he's – like runner-up defensive player of the year. He's only 24 years old. Yeah, he makes a lot of money, whatever. But the bottom line is, is as time has passed by, these teams like Washington and Brooklyn, they have to make a move. And Simmons is like, compared to like other teams who don't have the cap space to get hard on their team, I I think the Sixers have a a little bit more leverage than I think we probably give them Here's the
0: thing. Let me put it this this way, Chris. And before you answer that, let me just add this on. Chris. I wouldn't trade Maxi this season, and here's the reason why. If you can't get a James Harden deal without Maxi done, fine. Let him, let him sweat it out until
3: the offseason. Let James Harden come that See, way via sign-and-trade. I mean, I not sign-and-trade. My response to Uriah's point, though, like mm-hmm. I don't think Washington and Sacramento and Brooklyn are, are the same thing. Like Brooklyn is obviously in a really bad spot right now, but they get Kevin Durant back eventually. They get Harden back eventually, healthy. Like, like that's still a team that can win the championship. But Kyrie's year. still going to be
2: Kyrie, Chris. Kyrie. He's still
3: going to be Kyrie. That's fine. And Durant and Harden can still win you a championship. Really? Yeah. I uh, uh, don't. I don't. I don't know. With the, Durant, is so look, Joe Harris is, has
2: bad health. They have nobody yeah, in the middle. I don't, don't know Kevin about that. Durant. Well, uh, Lamarcus Aldridge, but Guys, he's, he's forty good... years old. Gosh, <laughs> <Guys, laughs> it's
3: Kevin like Durant. It is Kevin freaking Durant. The probably the best player on the face of the earth right now and it's James Harden who for all his issues at absolute worst this season is on the all-star team and probably a top 15 20 players and scored. they're all
2: practically falling apart Chris Durant's knee look he's not LeBron LeBron's a freak of nature LeBron can play till he's like 41 but Durant's had a slew of injuries the past couple of years I, I I don't think I don't think he's going to get any better or maintain this level of, of
3: proficiency Okay, opinion. if he doesn't get any better, he's still the best player on the on the planet. So, I, of course he's not getting better, but you can still win a championship this year. The east is wide open. Chicago, Cleveland, Milwaukee struggling, like those aren't juggernauts. There's Brooklyn healthy can still win it this year. I'm not saying they're the favorites. Well, what He'll about Washington? Really I know we're talking good. about
2: Harden, but what about what about Washington? Beale is a threat to leave. If they don't want him to leave, they need to make a move, and Simmons could be on the
0: radar. Well, okay, they're, Washington well, is totally different, but they're not getting Simmons, Simmons not without Beal. Yeah, I well Uriah, I, I I'll say this, and I talked about this in your clubhouse. If Washington wanted to, they have the ammo to both get go get. De'Aaron Fox, and Sabonis this, uh, this this trade deadline. They have the right. ammo to do that. No, they, so they,
1: well, yeah, they do. Yeah, they do.
0: They have all their draft picks. They got nice young players,
3: quality depth that they could trade for these guys. I don't think Sacramento is just going to punt on Fox for like Kuzma, Dinwoody, and some picks. You know what I mean? Um, I there are issues there. They need to make a change. I don't know if that's the change they need to make. And then you don't have enough for Sabonis. It's probably going to be pretty pricey. I'd imagine. Well, I'll
0: say this I, Indiana's in a whole fire sale now. They traded um, Karis Levert to the Cavaliers for literally just Ricky Rubio uh, for the Cavs first round pick this year and the Rockets second round pick that's this year. Horrible. They that's, are. That's but Sabonis
3: is, you know. is not Levert, you know? And True, right? there are a lot of teams. Who were way more interested in Sabonis than they were in Levert. Sabonis is a 25-year-old multi-time all-star. who's giving you like 20, 10, and 6 a night. Sabonis rocks. He's like a 30, 40 top oh, player. Oh, he,
2: he does, Chris. I, I completely agree, but I was telling Lucas earlier today is that if any team that's betting on Beal staying Washington, they're going to point to Chicago and say, look, look at what Chicago did to keep Levine. They got DeMar DeRozan. They sign Lonzo Ball and they're winning. Vucevic, so yeah. Yeah. right, Vucevic. So maybe Washington is holding on to that hope with the example of Chicago, and maybe they keep Bill, or maybe Bill's like, no, I want to go play with the MVP, Joel Embiid.
3: Yeah, but I just don't think those like Sacramento and Washington are practically out of the playoffs. Washington might make the play-in. Sacramento might because the West is a mess. But like the Nets still have a real chance this year and Harden would improve their chances versus Ben Simmons. I think they have a better chance of winning the championship with a healthy James Harden than with Ben Simmons. Now, if Harden wants out and Harden's done and doesn't want to play there, then you make that trade because you want guys who want to play there. You know, you, as KD said, he wants guys around there who are committed to winning in Brooklyn, but, James Harden still really good and I get all the age concerns of course you're worried about that next contract but at the end of the day you take one of the most talented offensive guards in NBA history and put him next to Joel Embiid and you really improve your chances now there are going to be concerns defensively if you trade Thibeal who's going to guard anyone I get it that's a real concern but it's James Harden you got to take risks and Again, I don't want to give up Maxie. You do whatever you can to keep Maxi. I think Maxi and Harden could be pretty good together. Mm. All the fit concerns aside, like there's well, a- like like I said, you're right, Chris.
0: I I think at the end of the day, Maury's is more than happy to sit on Ben until the off season. Me, too. I don't. I I I think if it comes down to you know trading Ben and or you know trading for Harden versus keeping Maxi, I I would like to think. That you know, keep keep Maxi until the off season. See if you know, see that's if the thing. see if Harden's you know Brooklyn's willing to go down on their price. Then totally which legitimate. But if yeah.
3: Brooklyn wins a championship, that's out the window. Harden's not okay. Leaving. But
0: then if you still Phoenix have Beal. You still have you still have Beal. You down. still have Damian Lillard. You Biel still have.
3: Is not a guarantee.
0: There's no guarantee
3: he leaves Washington.
0: Th- th- that's fair. There's uh, there's, there's no always guarantee. risk.
3: Lillard there's always. Utah's a... not going to want Ben Simmons next to Rudy Gobert if Donald Trump broke up. Jalen Brown's not a guarantee. Like None of that stuff is guaranteed. It's James Harden. If you can get James Harden, I kind of feel like you should do what you can to get James Harden while he's still available. If it takes Tyrese Maxey, you know, that's a real bummer, and it would suck, but you're getting James Harden. You know what I mean? I just don't want to end up where the Lakers are now. The Lakers that's... won a championship. Who cares what happens like with AD at this point? They won a championship. That was a win for them. They won the title.
2: No, he said now, though. Yeah, that was I two know, years but ago. But if Philly
3: wins a championship and then the Harden contract bombs and they suck in three years, who cares? They won a championship. That's the goal. Look, Har- Harden and Westbrook
2: are, are kind of the same age. Who's to say that Harden isn't turning the Westbrook?
0: Next? You know, you I've, 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 heard, I've, player I've, player. I've heard, I've, heard, uh, a lot of uh, NBA analysts call uh, James Harden basically Russell Westbrook but better shooting at this point. Yeah, they're the yeah, same guys, player.
3: Harden's way better than Westbrook. That's just not even. He's a, a way player. better shooter. Yeah, and that's an important NBA skill. If you're other, you know, you got to be able to shoot that. Harden's a smarter player than Westbrook. He's more skilled. He can shoot. It, it's
0: He's
2: definitely a better
3: skilled. defender. Frankly, like it's just not even a conversation. <laughs>
0: He's a better post defender. Yeah, Harden, but that's but, what, but, why, but why would? Anyway. But why is Harden going to be post, post defending when you have Joel Embiid and Tobias Harris? I'm I'm just saying I'm just yeah, saying Fred I don't Martin's
3: know. Harden's like a defensive stalwart, but Westbrook doesn't defend anyone either. Chris, are you making multiple defensive errors that have cost the Lakers multiple games lately? Like, it's just not a comparison, I don't think.
0: I mean, fair enough. But like I said, my my issue is if you can't get ben, James Harden without Ben Simmons, I mean, without Tobias, Tyrese Maxey, then I if I'm if I'm Darryl Morey, I hold off.
2: Hey, Lucas, I know you're going to hate this. Ben mm-hmm. Simmons and Charlie Brown Jr., for james harden you know what It'd be a, brooklyn I'd would be, be dumb not to take that deal Oh, of course they would stupid. be dumb
0: yeah no <laughs> you do it except for the fact that you can't trade two-way players but yeah. oh, no, God, know. you and your
2: technical two-way players
3: <laughs> anyway i think we're at I the point of the conversation i get what you're trying to say but i get it but like there's a chance you end up with john collins and if that's what you End up deciding, you know what I mean, and that's fine. Yeah. And it doesn't seem like it would take Tyrese Maxey to get James Harden, so we're probably arguing about nothing. But yeah, and like I said, it's been reported that he's not in the talks. Right. My general stance is you got to give something to get something. And that's you're
0: giving Ben Simmons, you're giving draft picks, and you're probably going to end up giving Matisse Thybul as well. Yeah, I know
2: it's a and, lot, I,
0: and right? that's what the that's basically what the Sixers offered the uh, the Rockets before, and probably. Then- and
2: that's assuming Harden is happy, because if he's not happy, he can walk for nothing in Brooklyn. Well, I, I yeah. They're yeah. stuck. They're stuck with Kyrie and an unhealthy Katie. Let's move on.
0: Yeah, let's go ahead and switch gears. We're going to talk about the All-Star game now, because, you know, it's coming up. Things are happening. People got voted in. Starters were named, and you got the preserves. So we're going to start with the uh, Eastern Conference starters. Kevin Durant probably won't play, but he was named the starter. And I believe captain you have Giannis Antetokounmpo, Joel Embiid, our very own MVP candidate, Trey Young and DeMar DeRozan. Um, and then in the Western Conference starters, you have LeBron James, top vote-getter again, Nikola Jokic, surprisingly Andrew Wiggins, probably should have been Rudy Gobert, but, you know, Warriors fans have their fun. Uh, Steph Curry and Ja Morant. And then,
3: uh, so Chris, do we agree on the starters here? Um, I mean, be, I, I think the East is fine. And you you know, you already made your Demar Derozan point. I mean, I, I you need you can argue that Zach Levine should be started. Yeah, or yeah, but I I don't have any problems with the yeah. East. Obviously, the Wiggins thing is kind of stupid, but. I mean he's been playing really good basketball though. It's not, not like bad he's not him being on the all-star team. He's uh, uh, yeah, he... starting, but no, he shouldn't be starting. But he sh- he he he's playing at an all-star level, I, I would say. Two way yes, player. I'm, I'm totally fine with him being on the all-star team. So, you know, it's a fan vote. Give the fans what they want. If the fans really want Andrew Wiggins that bad, then good for them. Um mm-hmm. you know, if that's really what the fans are pining for, is Andrew Wiggins in the all-star game.
0: Well, at least it's better than Zaza Pachulia That almost happened a few years ago. Yeah, you know,
3: there are there worse things.
0: Yeah. Um. So then, Chris, here's here are the reserves. For the Eastern Conference, you have James Harden, Jason Tatum, Zach Levine, Fred Van Vlech, Jimmy Butler, Chris Middleton, Darius Garland. For the West, you have Luka Doncic, Chris Paul, Devin Booker, Donovan Mitchell, Draymond Green, Carl Anthony Downs, Rudy Gobert. So, Chris, what do you think of the reserves for the East and then the West?
3: Yeah, again, I don't have any huge complaints. Um, I, I think Chris Middleton maybe shouldn't have made it. It maybe should have been like his teammate Drew Holiday if mm-hmm. we're picking a second. But I, I, th- uh, I
0: think I think front court was the issue there. They needed another front
3: court. Yeah. So again, you know, Jared Allen might have been had yeah. a good case there. That, but... I, I think Jared Allen should have been another All Star to be honest. Yeah, I think Middleton's the one that people are really complaining about. But, it, again, I mean, it's not, like, egregious. Middleton's a really good player. What about
0: so. Jason Tatum? They're, the Celtics are pretty horrendous this season. I think he yeah. should have been an all-star even though they, they're yeah. pretty bad.
3: Yeah. No, I mean, it's, it's Jason Tatum. You know? Okay. 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 Fair enough. Um. Yeah. I mean, I, I, that's my only real complaint. Like, the West checks out for me. I can't really think of anyone who should have made it over any of those guys. Yeah, well,
0: Draymond Green, uh, we, we should know that Draymond Green and Kevin Durant are probably not going to be able to play that game. Um, and I don't – I think, think those are the really two main injury issues. Is Rudy Gobert injured right now? I honestly don't remember.
3: I, I think he's back.
0: You think he's back? Okay. Well, then, yeah, I think those are the two main injury issues. Um, you know, the the commissioner is going to choose re, uh, replacements for both of those guys. Yeah. Um, in the East, you'll probably get to see Jared Allen because they need to replace a front-court player there. Maybe Drew Holiday, but I suspect Jared Allen is probably going to get it if I was the commissioner. That's what I would do. And then in the West, you got Draymond. That's a front-court character uh, – not character, player. Um, what? Do you, who do you think should replace Draymond and Kevin
3: Durant? Um. I mean again, like KD, it's probably gonna be Jared Allen or Drew Holiday, right? Or
1: mm-hmm. uh,
3: yeah. But um in the West. Uh, That's a tough one, right? It it is a tough one. I'm honestly like having trouble thinking up the names. Okay, um, can, I,
0: can I throw in a name?
3: Do it. DeAndre Aiden. Yeah,
0: like see that'd be a that'd be a totally
3: reasonable pick. The um,
0: Suns have the best record. They got three all star level players in my opinion um i mean yeah. i know aiden's missed some time that's the only knock against them besides that i can't really
3: i mean maybe anthony edwards maybe yeah i mean there are a lot of bad teams in the west this year is the issue uh, yeah um I, oh I think... well here's another one in the east Lomelo ball yeah no I, I think Lomelo, holiday and allen are the three guys in the east who are worth mm-hmm. paying attention to um yeah
0: hold up T- uh, Levine, Le- uh, Zach Levine's out too if he misses the all-star game that's two spots then and then you could get holiday and or um ball in instead um and then you got allen as well green I don't I don't know I mean like Aiden's the only guy that I can think of because Paul George is out um and then I'm trying to think of teams in the maybe a d.
3: Yeah, I think, but Dejante, I feel like
0: AD's missed too many time, too many games. Yeah,
3: I think DeJounte Murray's an name. Ooh, that's a, a good one. Brought that's, up. That's a good one. But I, I take Aiden over Murray, frankly. You think um, so? Yeah, yeah.
0: What's your case? I'm, I'm curious. What is it?
3: Well, well I mean, what, what do you mean? What's my case?
0: He's... well. Why, why Aiden
3: over, uh, over Murray? I, you know, well, you could the argue Spurs that. Or 14 games below 500. Okay. The Suns are uh, 32 games above 500. But who's the better player? Aton's one of the best Aiton. And Aiden's okay. one of the best defensive players on the face of the earth. He's a really great I get he's the number three guy there, but Aiden's super important to what Phoenix does, and they are just like murdering teams right now. So Lucas,
2: may mm-hmm. I may
3: I jump? Yeah, in yeah, go go ahead. Jump in.
2: All right. First off, you should know this more than anyone, Chris. Phoenix has the point God. He has the point yeah. God. He's leading yeah. the league in assists. They have one of the best perimeter defenders who should be on the Sixers in Bridges. Yeah. And they have Monty Williams at the helm. And you got and I know Pop is at the helm of San Antonio, but DeJounte Murray's almost averaging a triple, double. And you're telling me DeAndre Ayton, who's missed a slew of games, deserves to be an all-star game more than more than Murray?
0: Ooh, okay. Disagree. Okay. I like this. Like I like this debate going on. I respect Ayton, Chris.
3: I just I, disagree. I mean, I, what weren't you just saying like last season? Tobias should make it over Ben, who's almost averaging a triple double. I think you weren't what you both, the but they're
2: empty uh, empty triple doubles, man. Like, was...
3: Okay, the Spurs suck. Why? Why are Murray's more meaningful than Ben, who is a much better player than Dejounte Murray? Uh, is he?
2: Back. Is yes. he? Is he?
3: Nah, not right now. Lucas, Lucas, who's a better player? Ben Simmons or DeJounte <laughs> Murray? Come I mean, on. if you're I,
0: Ben Simmons, but, like, it's not as
3: well,
0: –
2: No offense, Lucas. You ask yeah. any NBA player, and they will pick DeJounte Murray over Ben Simmons. Right here, right now, today, on January 6th. I'm sorry, February 6th. I'm not sure that's true.
0: Oh, come on, Lucas. I mean, Chris, uh, come on. Uh, you know what? I'm just here for the ride, guys. No, you're I'm enjoying not. This. I'm enjoying this too much. Come on, Chris. I'm wearing my glasses. I'm ben Simmons this.
3: has been a better player than DeJounte Marie.
0: Since day one, he's been a better defensive player. Okay, this overall, isn't a, okay, guys, overall guys, guys, overall guys, guys. This this is not an argument between Ben Simmons and Dejounte Murray. This is an argument. He brought between, up ben
2: Simmons. I, didn't I I'm just
0: better. saying. I'm just saying. This is an argument between DeAndre Aiden, Aiden and yeah. Dejounte so, Murray. Who, the
3: the question remains: Who's more worthy of an All Star candidate? It's Aiden. I, I get the Suns are like a super team practically with all their like the Suns are. The ideal spot for Aiton in his skill set. I agree with that. Like, obviously, Chris Paul and Monty Williams and Denver Booker and all those guys help a lot. All
2: right, all right. Chris, to, to end this, and I'll, I promise I'll shut up after this. If you take Aiton off the Suns and you take Murray off the Spurs, who's more valuable and how do the teams do without them?
3: Well, that's, I mean, that's a fair are, point. The Spurs are outside of the play in tournament with Murray. So I like what what downside is there? They already suck. They're already one of the worst teams in the NBA with Murray, this super valuable player you're talking about. And Greg Popovich, you take Aiton off the Suns and they still win. Still they team. still win. Exactly. That proves but my point. They're probably not the championship favorites anymore. They're certainly more exploitable defensively. That's a big hole. Like Bismack, Biombo, and Javel McGee are not DeAndre Ayton. So
0: that's true. But like, I
2: don't Suns. know.
3: Chris Paul
0: is making Biombo uh, look pretty good
2: again. Yeah, Chris Paul is making everybody better. The Spurs Whereas are- DeJounte <laughs> Murray makes everyone better on the, the Spurs.
3: Our four games away from being the literal worst team in the NBA. It's not like Murray is winning games for them right now. So there is no...
0: Okay, okay. how, how, how side? Okay, okay. Let's just They're, do this a vote. Let's we're just do this a vote for Draymond spot. We're going to vote, and whoever votes is the Sixers' replacement for Draymond Green. Okay, are you guys ready for this? Right. Chris, Uriah, your vote first. Uh, between those two, who do you vote? i vote Murray. Chris, who do you vote? Eight. Luke, I guess I'm the tiebreaker here and Ah uh, gosh, this is a tough one for me, guys. This is Your a real tough one. Isaiah
2: Thomas doesn't play in the West, I
0: not think. Right. <laughs> uh you know what? I'm you know what? I chose DeAndre Aiden over oh, over over I chose DeAndre Aiden over Luca in the draft Bye. I have the stick I have to stick to that 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 thing now and make him an all-star all so that right. I'm kind of validated there so I will go with DeAndre Aiden though I don't feel good about it <laughs> what and, would you do
2: with somebody you don't feel it
1: that, that makes sense
0: all right it, it's, you know. it's all about it's all about perception here Uriah. I have to stick true to my takes and in order for my takes to have validity oh, okay. I need to have Aiden as I forgive you. So, okay. That being said, I think we're at the point where we can go ahead and wrap this up unless you guys had any other snubs that you guys wanted to mention. Um, I mean, we kind of talked about injury replacements. Any other snubs that we want to mention or honorable mentions that maybe should have been in the game but wasn't? I got one in the East that I can think of that won't be able to play just because of the games missed
3: that he had. Uh, yeah, no, I can't really think of it anymore.
0: I- I'm going to say Bam out of bio. If he did not miss that that like eight month period with the uh, eight week period with the thumb injury, I I think he would have been an all star. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would say Bam. Uh, uh, you know, Sabonis is another guy you could argue even those team sucks.
3: Yeah, it's like Sabonis is in the Dejounte Murray pool of his peak, but uh, he's also better than Dejounte Murray.
0: But uh, you know, I say Anthony Edwards probably needs to be in that conversation as well. Um, nobody on the Blazers that I can think of. Yeah, so see, yeah. like, I'd take DeJounte over Anthony man, Ingram, Brandon Ingram, probably.
3: Yeah, um, again, I don't know. Is he talking the about the Falcons? Shouldn't it like really be Jonas if we're being honest with ourselves? I mean, Jonas is pretty good too. Don't get me wrong. I love my big men. Um, 18, 12, 52 from the field, 40% from three, 81 at the line, you know. I
0: mean, those are pretty good numbers. I just wish it was on a winning team. Oh, how about this? Any other Memphis Grizzlies? Do you think Desmond Bain has an argument or uh, Jaron Jackson Jr.?
3: Yeah, if like five guys get hurt, then yes, we can talk about Desmond Bain. (laughs) Okay. Anyway, I think on that note, guys, I think Chris, you can play us out, man. All right. Um, as always, thank you to all our listeners for tuning in to yet another week's episode of The SixerSense Podcast. As always, please like, subscribe, and follow along at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, Google Play, or at our website, thesixersense.com, where you can read our written work. You can follow us on Twitter at SixerSense. And until later in the week, peace out, everyone.